When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Get the Dukes up, Big Sills. National Football Show, welcome aboard. Please hit the like button. Hope everyone's having a spectacular day. Yes, we have a special guest today. 500's going to join us. I'm going to start calling him maybe Mr. Philly. Look at all his fans, man. All rocking and rolling, ready to go. 4.30 this morning, or 4.30 at the bottom of the hour, Eastern Time. We will have Philly on with us, and we'll get his thoughts on the Eagles offseason. We'll get his thoughts on Jalen Sirianni. We'll get his thoughts also on the slap heard around the world. I love asking everybody that question, so I'm looking forward to this. So Philly will be with us. That'll be at the bottom of the hour, 4.30 Eastern time. Appreciate everybody stepping in with us, as you always do. Bruce Arians, by the way, just an update. He will join us sometime later in the week after they get done with the NFL owner meetings. Bruce is in South Florida. I believe that's where the meetings are being held. And he will come aboard with us either Thursday or Friday of this week. So we'll talk to the head football coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Had a fun time with Barrett once again. Okay? Fun time with Barrett on the middle. But I want to throw this at you right now. Big Sills does his homework. You know this. I got a list here. And personally, guys, as we get ready for the NFL draft, I believe the Philadelphia Eagles are going to go into the draft and they're going to pull themselves a wide receiver out of that draft. They may trade up. They may do something, but... They need, in my opinion, playmakers. And I don't believe that the Philadelphia Eagles have playmakers in that offensive huddle yet. Outside of the quarterback. The quarterback is the biggest playmaker. But you need some other pieces in that puzzle if you're going to move the chains and try to win yourself an NFC East. Okay? Do we all agree? The biggest need on this football team is wide receiver. Don't give me edge rusher. I know that. We know this, 31st and sacks. We know this. But this is a league of offense today. This is not the league that the Ravens defense or the Buccaneer defense. This is a league of offensive skill set guys. Have to get a wide out. Have to get somebody to move the sticks. Have to get somebody to help Jalen Hurts improve. Am I correct? Okay. 
I've written down since 2000. Your top 10 wide receivers. They're not in any particular order. But you tell me. The Philadelphia Eagles may be the worst franchise in the last 22 years when it comes to wide receivers on your team. You may have the worst collection of wide receivers of any football team I've covered in 22 years. Maybe Carolina. I tried to look around and I tried to go, okay, what other franchise has had such lesser names at the wide receiver position than the Eagles? How are you expected to develop a quarterback when you don't have playmakers? Your tight end is your biggest playmaking position. Okay? Go all the way back. Chad Brown, Zach Ertz. Right now you got Dallas Goddard. Not saying that that's not an important position because it is an important position today. Okay? Let me throw these names off of you here. Here's your best wide receiver since 2000. Terrell Owens, 04 to 05, lasted only two years. Deshaun Jackson, 2008 to 2020. Probably your best tenored wide receiver you ever had. Chad Lewis, excuse me, thank you. Sorry about that. 215, sorry about that. (laughs) Hey, yeah, Merrill Lynch. It's all good, don't worry. Jason Avant, 2006 to 2013. Jeremy Macklin, 09 to 2014. Reggie Brown, 2005 to 2009. Look at these guys, not long careers in Philly. Alshon Jeffries, 17 to 2020. Look at these guys, all three to four years. Riley Cooper, 2010, 2015. There's a little bit lengthy of a career. Freddie Mitchell, 01 to 04. I mean, I'm looking at some of these guys. What's this guy's name? Jordan Mathis? Matthews? 2014 to 2019. Listen to these names. These are just guys. Outside of Deshaun Jackson, T.O. And I'm going to give you Jeremy Macklin. The rest of these guys are mediocre players. Okay? James Thrash. These guys are average under Howie. Since Howie's been in the building in 2000, these are the wide receivers that the Philadelphia Eagles have brought into the building, and I haven't even really written down the enormous bums that you've had on your team. Guys, you can't pick wide receivers because you haven't had a wide receiver that's worth a shit on your franchise outside of three guys. Outside of three guys. Think about that. T.O., Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffries, 
Jeremy Macklin and the rest over the last 22 years have been stiffs. Been stiffs. You barely helped out Donovan McNabb during his time. You barely put people around him. I'm not shocked that we're not seeing people around Jalen Hurts now. This is the MO of the Eagles the last 22 years. They're going to go into the draft and get a wide receiver. Look at Jalen Rager. I mean, look at these names. How are you going? How are you going to build a franchise around a quarterback? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Deshaun Watson would never have played in Philly because of this history. Guys, I'm sorry to say, unless you draft a wide receiver, no one's coming to Philly. And get this, this is not me saying it. This is me showing you it. I'm showing you it. There's a difference between a radio host and there's a difference between a guy like myself who has an opinion on something. This is me showing you what your history is, and it's not pleasant. How are you? And some would go, okay, Sills, give me the main point on this. I'm expecting to get the best out of Jalen Hurts when you don't put the proper talent around him. And then you're afraid to go get Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill doesn't want to play in Philly because of this history. The history, the quarterback. And get this, you had Andy Reid in the building? How did Andy Reid allow all these bums? Chris is hitting on it. Guys, the Philadelphia Eagles don't want to spend money when it comes to their offensive huddle. They never have. They never will. And when they do, they get burned. Alshon Jeffries, we talked about that deal yesterday. Carson Wentz. Two deals burned them. Big money. Signing bonuses, right? Alshon Jeffries was a turd in Philadelphia. A turd. T.O. was great. Just a maniac. But you could tie that into not being something that should... T.O. should have ended his career in Philly. I would have sat both McNabb and T.O.'s ass down and said, hey, you want to win or do you want to have an argument like you two guys are married? Really? You can't get over this for the betterment of the team? It's on both of your dumb asses. Somebody needed to have a come-to-Jesus conversation with those two idiots because they ended up hurting what could have been a team that could have won a Super Bowl with McNabb? How about that Murray deal? Anytime that they've gone out in free agency and done anything, they have shit the bed. Man. No, I got Jason Avon. 
2006 to 13. These guys are dudes. These guys are dudes. How in the world are you telling me that this organization knows what they're doing when it comes to building a Super Bowl team? My friends, I'm going to say something, and I hope you either kill me on what I'm going to say or you agree, but just give me a response on this. That Super Bowl that they won in 17, no way was that thing planned. No way did they think they had a Super Bowl football team. There is no way. No way. Even the dudes on that team and the offensive skill set were not spectacular. Things fell in the line. The moon and the sun lined up right. Man, guys. And, and the truth of it is, it didn't last very long. Lightning in a bottle, Paul. That's right. Lightning in a bottle. But see, what it does now is, it gives Howie Roseman the autonomy to go like this. Yo, look at what I did. Okay? Xander goes Sills. I will disagree. Howie performed his best year was in 17. It helped. We had an MVP quarterback. He went all in. Deep team. You're trying to tell me you think that 17 football team was built for a long haul and to be a football team that was going to stay on top for five years? Or do you think that team was built for one season? If they're so deep, what happened after 17? And again, I will agree with this. And I've said this the last two days. Jeffries catches that pass in New Orleans. In the playoffs, they're in their second straight NFC championship game. And potentially they win the Super Bowl. And we're talking about a different conversation. So I will give that to Xander probably a two-year run that that football team had. But then the quarterbacks and the whole decision at the quarterback started to derail the entire locker room. Internally, it started to implode. Then upstairs and downstairs between the coach and the head coach or the general manager, there was a rift there. Then there was the rift at the quarterback. Then there was division in the locker room. Then people were leaving. Then you couldn't keep the thing together in three years. It started its tailspin. They could not keep that team on its rails, and that's the GM's ass. The general manager is responsible for looking at the success of the football team on a year-to-year basis. The head coach is responsible for Sundays. How he got off his reservation and started meddling on the Sunday reservation. It's not his reservation. His reservation is what he has done now. Under the cap, draft choices, playoff team, coach looks like he could be right. By the way, Nick Sirianni, I'll let you know in three years. Counting last year. So next two years, I'll let you know Sirianni's an NFL head coach or not. 
One year doesn't make an NFL head coach, just like one year doesn't make an NFL football player. We'll find out in th- two more years if Nick's the guy. That's Matt Nagy. Was the NFL coach of the year fired? Okay. We'll, we'll see. Adam Gase, that guy got Peyton Manning's blessing. That's why he got two jobs, Jets in Miami. Turned out to shit the bed also. I'll let you know if he's going to be a guy. Oh, what? You think only players are under a three-year evaluation for me? No, coaches are as well. Okay? We'll see. Anthony says it became a team of egos between quarterback, head coach, and general manager. They all wanted the praise, but Roseman washed out all of the blame and weaseled out of the blame. Right. I can't see shit. Seth says, I've been saying it for years, Sills. How is the problem? We chat through the pain. Sills, Sills, does these numbers every day not seeing a 500 spike at all? Not sure what you're talking about. All I know is, okay, all I know is that this football team has no offensive skill set, people. Okay? He has no skill set, people. And somebody said to me, they go like this, okay? Somebody said this to me today. They go, Sills, you don't think Devontae Smith is a number one wide receiver? No, I don't yet. 900 and some odd yards is not a number one wide receiver. Maybe in Philly it is. But Philly doesn't have number one wide receivers in their organizational history over the last 20 years outside of T.O. and a few other dudes. You don't have number ones. Your history says it, not Dan. So to say that Devontae is a number one, probably in Philly. Probably in Philly. Birdman says T.O. was a real number one. Absolutely. Okay. The Lobster Ravioli Show. History shows this. Guys, let me know. Is the stream is the stream okay? Hopefully everything's all right here. How he needs to get slapped by Will Smith. Hey, life? No. Okay. Big mistake, Howie letting three years in a new contract. Good point, but Smith is a number one, especially in Philly. Any other team, he gets 120. Chris, you don't know that. We're assuming that. Birdman, good. I'm glad to hear that. Stream's okay? Good. Yes, I know. I always get... Hey, listen. All I'm telling you is, guys, your history... 
of wide receivers in the last 22 years has been pathetic. It's been pathetic at best. How, you know what? I, you know, it, it's funny. I'm learning something here. Okay. I keep saying this to you guys all the time. Will Jalen Hurts get better? I say it even with Barrett. How can he get better? Can you imagine how much better McNabb would be if you had a Jalen Waddle and you had a Tyreek Hill? What would Donovan McNabb have done with wide receivers like that? What do you think McNabb would have done with wideouts like that? Can you imagine if you put what Miami did in Donovan's huddle with all the bitching and crying, McNabb would have won a couple Super Bowls. I'm, I'm convinced of that. If that dumbass in New York, Eli Manning, can win a couple, Donovan could have. Guys, I'm going to tell you something you're not going to want to hear. I'm going to say it gently. You guys don't want to spend money. And when you do, it's a train wreck. That's your history. And you've got to rely on the draft to bring good players in because you can't bring them in in free agency. Darius Slays, I'll name you 50 guys he effed up on. Poor deals. That Maxwell deal, six years, 63 million. He played one season and he stunk. That's one example. Hey, look at look at what Big Pickens saying. We know this, Sills. Okay, you're right. Fair enough. Watch this. I'm going to turn it on me. You're right. You know this already. You, you're right. You want, you, you're right. You're right. Hey, I'm sorry. If I'm repeating something, because I could hear people going like this, Sills, what have we been telling you? It's great that you have a mock draft. Dan, what you're saying will have zero bearing on reality come April. I have to readjust my my thinking around here. This is why Philly fans boo. Paul, dude, half the people here don't know this, Sills, says Seth. This, this is such a... Jerry overspends and overvalues. Howie, he doesn't spend and he overvalues bums. How do you bring in a guy that's 94th ranked and pro football focus lower than the stiff you drafted? Is that to make that stiff look better? Because you bring in Zach Pascal? Because everyone in Philly goes like this. Damn. Jalen Rager's better than that guy. I, I'm, I... <laughs> Just building a Super Bowl champion. How? 
Big sales. You got Howie pegged. Lower than Rieger. Philly fans boo because we're a bunch of lovable douchebags. Ah, man. You guys are great football fans. You guys are great football fans. You deserve better. Okay? Man. Doesn't make sense. Because this, this, it's frustrating. I've just had a, had a frustrating moment here with you guys. Can't holler at it because there's nothing you can do about it. Philadelphia Eagles are cheap. I never I never thought that I would see another franchise like the Chargers, but the Chargers are actually starting to spend money. Because they Here, let me think like a football guy. Maybe I'm throwing this out. Maybe the reason they're not spending money is because they don't believe in Jalen. Okay? Maybe that's is it could could that guys, this is Whoever likes Jalen, whoever dislikes Jalen, help me here. Is this is is this why they're not spending money? It's because they don't like Jalen. I excuse this situation because I don't think how he said on Hertz. 215. I think we're echoing one another. Shane says bingo. Herbert's a prodigy. You're gonna spend money. And and and, and Ziggy. Ziggy brings a great point up. Another nine and eight season. Dude, a nine and eight season. You know what Xander told me? I'm going to pull you guys behind the curtain a little bit. You know what he said last year to me? And this is not an indictment on you guys. Okay. This is not an indictment. This is just how the fan base he said works. I'm going to take you behind what Xander said to me. Cause Xander was born and raised a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Told me the other day, favorite franchise, favorite sports team. By far. That's why he's more passionate about any other team. And that city, there's, there's, the rest of them kind of are in a batch. You know, whoever's playing, I'm going to support Sixers right now, getting ready to play in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Everybody was, got it. They were two and five. He goes like this, Sills, I know this fan base, man. This was last year. He goes, Sills, I know this fan base. Just telling you, man, they're, they're going to teeter. Then all of a sudden they went three and six, kept, Boat a little bit going. People kind of said, all right. Then all of a sudden they started winning some games and they started floating near 500. Everybody started rallying around the team again. And all of a sudden they creeped their head above 500. Everyone's like, hey, what do you got going? And all of a sudden momentum started kicking in again. He said, that's how the city is. Not a problem. I'm not going to support something that's losing too. I'm going to keep it and watch it from afar but I'm not buying season tickets and bullshit like that. But Xander was giving me an, your behavior and how you see this team. Because you know what that means to me when I hear that you have a pattern of that? That means you don't trust the organization to dig yourself out of a hole. You were surprised, weren't you? You were surprised a year ago that the Eagles dug themselves out of that hole because maybe in the years previous, they wouldn't have been able to dig themselves out of a hole because you had Wentz crying in the locker room. You had Howie and Doug pitching at one another, and you had the owner in his Tuesday notorious meetings go, 
Why did we only win that game by one point? Look at what all those dynamics that you had going at one time. And then you're trying to tell me you're going to build a football team. And I'm going to say this once again, the Carson Wentz of general managers has done exactly what I said on the outside. It looks wonderful. Much more upset at poor early drafts than spending. Yeah, but, and thank you, BF. But it all goes hand in hand. It all goes hand in hand. Here, watch this. Look at what the um, the Rams did. They had some key draft choices put on their team as benchmark players. Then they go in free agency, get Von Miller. They re, they recharge him. Okay, they recharge him. You get Odell Beckham, you recharge him. Philly signs a guy like that, the guy's a turd. Okay, listen. We're going to have my boy Philly on. I'm going to get his take on all this stuff too. Okay, we're going to take a brief time out. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Big Sills. By the way, D-Gun tomorrow, and on Friday, we're going to have our boy, Bruce Arians, after the NFL owner meetings. He will step in with us here. But Now, look, I'll tell you this, man. Very rarely do I do this, but I have been getting massive requests. It's like a comedian going up on stage and someone saying, try this, Joe, try this. And everyone's like, you got to get Philly 500 and you got to bring them on. This guy's got a massive fan base in Philadelphia. He barks at the moon about the Eagles too, just like Xander and myself do. So let's bring him in here right now here on the national football show. All right, brother, man. I appreciate you stepping in. By the way, dude, man. you got some boys, man. I mean, you got people rolling around. They're all in here now. Thank yeah, you man. I, me. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on, man. This is an honor to be with Dan Celio. I've been watching you for a long time, man. So I appreciate you having me on, man. I think the reason why I got the fan base is just simply because I look like Denzel Washington. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be on. But look at me. Denzel Washington, right? Everybody dude, knows Kelly. it. I love the Kelly uh, jersey, dude, man. That's old school. Jerome. Oh, my God. He got a Jerome Brown jersey. Hold on, dude. Hold on. Hold on. There you go. It. Okay? There I'm going to make it like this here for us here because we got well, – now we're brothers here now, so look at this, man. We're there all you. good now. That's it. I, I grew up. You know, I was 13, 14, 15 with the Jerome Brown days. Jerome, Reggie, Clyde. That that's that's where I come from, the old school Eagles. Kelly Green. They should bring back Kelly Green, by the way. Just my I do, opinion. And I'm with you. I love the Kelly Greens, man. Let's get into some of the stuff going okay. on with the Philly. I said this, man, a couple minutes ago. Dude, I look at the history of this team with the wideouts, the spent, the lack thereof. Are the Eagles cheap? The Eagles are cheap. Except for when they don't want to be. Like when the Eagles seem like they really want somebody, they they'll get them. I mean, they wanted Darius Slade, they'll go out, they'll get them. When they want to make a trade for somebody, they will. But the problem is, is I think they're cheap situationally according to position. So they're gonna pay for left tackle, they're gonna pay for a defensive end, they'll pay for those things. But when it comes to linebackers, when it comes to wide receivers. No, they don't. They don't like to. They don't like to pay the fuzzles. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm gonna read you some names here, brother. Okay. Okay. This is since how he's been in the building. He's been in the building as a capologist since 2000, and then his evolution as VP of personnel and general manager. He's had a couple stints. But listen to somebody. These are just ten dudes that I wrote that I thought that were your best <laughs> wideouts. Okay. To 04 to 05. Deshaun Jackson, 08 to 2020. Jason Avant, 06 to 13. Jeremy mm. Macklin, who happens to be the last 1,000-yard wide receiver you've had in the buildings. That was 14, 2009 to 14. Then you had Reggie Brown. You had, you had Alshon Jeffries, Riley Cooper, Freddie Mitchell. Philly, these guys are just dudes. And then I'm supposed to look. Watch this. And then I'm supposed to look at Jalen Hurts, and they're, they've got – Devontae Smith, they've got Zach Paschal and Quez Watkins. How are you supposed to get the best out of Jalen Hurts when you've got just – I give Devontae Smith. I think there could be something there. But, bro, I mean, there's just not a lot of talent around him. 
I, I, I love Devontae Smith, but they didn't even, to me, use him right. I think they gave him 104 targets last year. It's not enough. They acted like Jalen Regular, who I call him Regular, because it reminds me of Nelson Aguilar. It's all mental. Uh, he stinks, but they treat him like, you know, they, they game plan more around Jalen Regular than Devontae Smith. I, I agree with you. I, I think there's a major problem here, and I think that what the Eagles are kind of saying is not what they're kind of doing. And to make things worse, the T.O. was a trade, right? They got That was under Andy's regime. Deshaun Jackson, Macklin, Andy Reid had an influence in picking them. Really, when you look at how he's picked at wide receiver, the only, only one is Devontae Smith. Uh, even Alshon Jeffrey was a, was a free agent signing. So it, it's bad. How about this, man? I mean, l- l- let's talk about some of the players. You know, when, when I came on this network last year, Xander, because, you know, Xander, man, he loves his Bama guys, and he asked me right out of the gate, what do you make of Devontae Smith? I go, hey, I think Devontae Smith's a fine ball player. He just doesn't fit Philly. And mm-hmm. he goes, what do you mean? I go, well, the quarterback won't be able to find him. And to your point, about 104 targets, 68 catches, 90, 900 yards, 900 some odd yards, a little bit, yeah. maybe 970 or something like that in, in reception yards. That's common. Now, do I think if he's with Joe Burrow, he's a thousand yard? I mean, he's a hundred catch guy and a thousand yard guy. I do think that. But in this system, Philly, mm-hmm. watch this. That dude, Jalen Waddle, had Tua and he had Jacoby Brissett. He still had 104 he catches. He went off. I know. And a thousand. Your take on Deshaun, on De, um, Devontae Smith. I, I mean, I, there was a lot of times where I was watching games and I'm going, he's open. He's open. Then you go back, you watch all 22, you look, he's open. And they're just not throwing it to him. Even in the Tampa Bay game, right, the playoff game, he didn't get a target, I think, until the third quarter. Now, how does a guy go that long without a, a target when he's your number one pick? Now, the week before the, the final week of season, they wanted him to come out and break Deshaun Jackson's rookie receiving yards record. And what did they do? They went to him often and early, and he caught everything. Then they pulled him. If they treated him just like that to me during a regular season, I think I think he would have had a lot more production. But, uh, again, this this comes back to the system they're running. They run heavy. And the question is, is can Jalen Hurts be the guy? That That's a question we don't know. Do and you to think me, he can be? I don't know. I'm, I'm middle of the road. I, I like the kid. I like – his, I like the like his leadership qualities. I like his intangibles, but I have to see him do it. I just feel like that. I feel like they're coming out and they're saying, "Yeah, we 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 Jalen Hurts is our guy. Jalen Hurts is our guy." But their actions don't match match that. You look, have, look, look at what many, they're doing, Philly. Look yeah. at what they're doing for Tua. Okay, watch it. Yeah, they they went out, got Tyree Kill, made him right. a twenty five million dollar a year guy. They got him on the other side of Waddle. You're doing this. Okay, we're going to find out if Tucker Viola's the guy now. What? Right. What? Look at what they did for Jalen. They bring in Zach Pascal. That doesn't tell us anything. It doesn't help us. Literally, we have the same offense as last year. How can you know if this is the kid? Now, get this, too. When they, when they, and Carson wins a second year, they went out and they got – all Sean Jeffrey. They got Tory Smith. They tried to put pieces around them, Good and point. then the big and the big thing was, hey, we've got to take advantage of this quarterback on a rookie contract. Now you got this kid who's in a rookie contract as a second round pick. 
I don't even know how much can he be making, not that much. And they're putting nothing around him. So to me, what they're telling me is, to me, in my opinion, I think they don't think he's the guy. And they already know it. That's they already know great it. great point. Folks, listen to what he said. When they thought they had a franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz, what did they do? They traded with the Bears and got Jeffries in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's right, dude. You're right. They went out and tried to find a piece for him, didn't they? Yeah. They brought him and Torrey Smith in. And then they went and they got LeGarrette Blount. They traded during the season for Jai. And their whole thing was, well, we got him on a rookie contract. We got to take advantage of it. Well, Jalen Hurts is on a rookie contract, not as a second pick overall, but as a second round quarterback. One point two million he's making. Yeah, and you're not going to go take advantage of that. Tyreek, see the Tyreek Hill thing pisses me off because when I look at a guy who can actually scare defenses and changes a game, Tyreek Hill is that guy. Wouldn't he be the perfect guy to try to put with Hurts because? He could help him in so many different ways, just taking pressure off people like Devontae Smith. The fear that Tyreek Hill puts in a defense to me is, is crazy. And they didn't even – I don't care that they lost out and they didn't get him, but they didn't even try. They didn't Here, even try. Here's, I want to throw this at you here too. And I said this – hey, tell me if you agree or disagree on this here. I'm calling the Eagles Super Bowl – I'm calling it a fluke only because of this. Not because of them. Oh, man. I want, but here, I want, I'm here and okay. I, want, I want to clarify it so you understand where okay. I'm coming from here. Okay. In that Super Bowl, they beat the living shit out of the Patriots so bad that in the fourth quarter, the Patriots put a white flag up and put their hand up. And they basically rolled over. And they got their asses kicked by the two best combinations of lines I've seen in 10 years. Mm. The Eagle D-line and the Eagle O-line. All that being said, that team wasn't built for sustained success. Next year, I say this to you, maybe you disagree. If Jeffries catches that pass in New Orleans, that team is probably in their second straight NFC championship game. So yeah. my my point is, is that that Eagle team that won that Super Bowl had a two-year window. After yeah. that year, it started unraveling upstairs between mm -hmm. the coach and the GM the GM, the owner, wanted to have these special Tuesday meetings about why you only won by one. You know right. what I'm saying? Or how about right. this? Getting into it with the coach about the active rosters and who should be active on Sundays. That Nate Sunfeld thing was a freaking colossal uh, disaster. Yeah. At the yeah. end, when they sat all those starters, that was just some of the turmoil. So what they did, they almost unraveled themselves. Right after that Super Bowl, that's why I say this team was not built for a long success when they won that Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I I think you're right because when they brought in all those guys to take advantage of Carson's contract, eventually they had to sign them. So they were they after they win a Super Bowl, they're re-upping and they're rewarding all these guys who were all older. You know, kind of like that was their last thing. And a lot of these guys started breaking down, and they were they were sitting there putting money. Uh, you know, restructuring his contract, restructuring that contract. And they didn't really like build it for the long term. They did. They they built it in the short term. Uh, I, I agree with that. Um, but here's the thing with the Eagles. Uh, and if people on my channel know, you have a Howie Roseman problem. Okay. I don't know how this guy gets away with the amount of misses in the draft 
as he got. I mean, go back and look from like 2013, 2014. Just look at his draft classes. Philly, they're horrendous. Philly, let me stop. This is how he gets away with it. Watch this. He's the Carson Wentz of GMs. Watch how he does it. Watch this. He's got 11 draft choices, three ones. He's 30 million under the cap. He's got a coach that got him to the playoffs. Um, he's got a Pro Bowl alternate. He drafted in the second round. On paper, you look at that and you go like this. Wow. From outside at 30,000 feet looking down, mm-hmm. you go like this. This guy's a pretty good capologist. Look what he's done in personnel. They, they, they made the playoffs. And right. you, you look at it, but then you don't really dissect it until what you said and what you do. And then you look at the offensive firepower going into 2 You go, dog, you ain't winning a division tile with them guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it could be much simpler than that. It could have been a trip to Tijuana and they were in some brothel and how he's got compromising photos on the owner. So now he's getting three year extensions here, three years extensions there. Because look, if you go back and you watch when they fired Doug, okay, Doug won a Super Bowl, went to three straight playoff uh, game or three straight playoff years in a row. Mrs. One gets fired. And then when you listen to the owner, he literally says, I don't hold some of these picks against Howie Roseman. But he's been the guy making the picks all along. So you you got to wonder where the accountability to the GM is. And then and what do you do? You give him a three-year extension. I, I think Howie does a good job with contracts. He does a good job in trades. But he does not do a good job. He scares the hell out of me in this draft, in, in all drafts, to be honest. What do you what- – you don't believe then that Doug should have been fired? No, I, I don't. I mean, I wasn't the biggest Doug fan, but I think a guy that wins you a Super Bowl, takes a team that's constantly injured every year, gets into the playoffs three straight years, and then has one off year, I think he deserved. I thought he earned the right to at least try to fix things. But I think the problem was that Doug wanted more control over the, the roster. And Howie wasn't giving up any control. You remember what Howie, Howie Roseman, he lost control to Chip Kelly. He was in the boiler room for a year or two. He's never going to let that happen. That's why when you look at the coaches that they, they get, it's always some new coach coming around. Because I think Howie's a control freak. That's just me. Okay? And, and anybody that listens to me on my channel, they know. I've been saying this for years about Howie Roseman. What do you make of Nick Sirianni? I I... I mean, it's going to take it's going to take a few years to know for sure. But I like what I liked about Nick last year was his willing to adjust his offense to win games. I think a coach that can look at his roster and say this is what's best for us, and then change to do that. I I I, I he won me over a little bit. And he's Italian. He likes cannolis and gabagool like us. Hey, you know, he's on all right. Hey, hey you know. I- I, it's such a great point that you made. I said this after Fletcher Cox bitched about not understanding Jonathan Gannon's system and seeing a little bit of some of the leadership step up. And all of a sudden they were two and five. In my opinion, them listening to the players in the locker room and to your point, them adjusting Philly for them to be able to go, okay, we can't throw the ball 38 times. We're going to have to run the ball 38 times for them to be able to do that. A lot of head coaches who are stuck in cement and the way they do business, you know, they're not going to change, man. You don't change the zebra's yeah. uh, stripes on them because that's just who they are. But he did, and it showed me that, okay, he's open to hearing the players. We need to do this. We need to listen to the veteran guys. 
to me, I think that benefited him. And I'll even make this point to you. I think it really saved a lot of face in Philadelphia because after the flower stuff and all that other bullshit yeah. with the Kobayashi and, you know, the, the, the videos and stuff, that's not going to yeah. fly in Philly with all those hokey no. things that you're talking about. No. So no. I think he saved the ship. Don't you agree by getting him? I, the I, I, yeah, I do. But the question now is, is can he, what can he do from here on? I agree. Right. And, and that's I think what we have a three year window, Philly, before you know if you got a good player or a good head coach. Yeah, I agree. Except for maybe Jalen Regular. I think he's trash right now. I don't have to see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so give me your sense of what you see this football team doing. And look, I'm going to ask you prior to the April draft on what they have right now. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you see this football team performing? Knowing this, little tougher schedule. They made the postseason. They're not a division winner, so they're not going to get a division schedule. But they'll get a wild card schedule. And it should be a little tougher, even though the NFC is down a little bit more. How right. do you think the thing plays out? Well, and that's the other thing. The NFC is kind of wide open right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I got to tell you, like, right now I see the Eagles pretty much about the same as they were last year. I think they're between six to eight, nine wins at best. Um, I think defensively they're better with Hassan Reddick. I think they improved there. Uh, not including what they do in the draft or what they still do in free agency. Offensively, I think you're dealing with the same offense as last year. Um, matter of fact, you still think I still think you need another running back. So um, I, I think maybe seven, eight wins right now. And then it's, according to this draft, you know that we're going into. I think the Eagles. I think they're going. I think they're going to trade out of the first round with one of those picks. They're going to make sure they have insurance of an extra first round pick. Because just in case Jalen Hurts ain't the guy, they're going to get a quarterback within the next two years. I think they're drafted quarterback in the next two years. See, I think this whole thing is they're showing publicly that they they back up Jalen Hurts. But everything they've done privately or, or, you know, we've heard from what? Trying to inquire about Sean Watson, uh, Russell Wilson, um, to, to, you know, these other quarterbacks. I think I don't think they really believe in him because if they really believed in him, I think they would put things around them. Now, it's still early, but, uh, I mean, the sense I get is that they're telling us, yeah, we believe in them, we believe in them, but we're not going to help them out. They're setting them up for failure as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to ask you about the draft here. Guys, hit the like button. I appreciate you guys coming aboard. And, by the way, all the Phillies boys and girls coming in here, we so appreciate him coming over here and really just really adding to the program. By the way, brother, we'll be doing this again. I'm saying this, Philly. I think they go into this draft and they're they gotta get some skilled guys. So I right. think it's I think it's wide receiver. And by the way, I think they do trade out and they do this, Philly. I think they trade out, get another first for next year, okay? And they get yeah. another one next year, so they can have two next year, continue to build because you never know what kind of quarterback. Maybe CJ Stroud could be the dude next year, like you said. Next two years they draft a quarterback. But this year, I say they're going to go edge rusher, wide receiver. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say I think they're going to go defensive line. So they may go okay. interior, um, but I think defensive line, and and it looks like it's going to be wide receiver again um, because they haven't picked anybody up. I mean, they got to they got to improve this offense somewhere. The only problem is, is you get a, a rookie receiver in, he may not be ready the first year. How much is he going to really give you? It, not everybody's Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. So 
that that scares me. I, I think they need a veteran. Like, I think they need a veteran. I, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the guy. I want them to give him an opportunity. I need them to pull something like DK Metcalf for a first-round pick. Something Dude, major. he's on the block, by the way. I know. Julio, you've got one of the best YouTube guys on your show today. Shout out to Philly 5. Hey, thank you, Juice. Thank by the you. way, hey, A.J. Brown. Hey, here, I got, I got the names. A.J. Brown from the Titans. Also, um, D.K. Metcalf and Devontae Parker are on the trading block right now for potentially some team to call them. Why won't Howie call one of these teams to try to bring this guy and put him on the other side? I, I don't know. And and I think What would DK you give up for most, DK? A first and a fourth right now. A first? Wow. Yeah, I got three first round picks. I, I mean, I think that would help. The only thing about him is he's just hurt a lot, right? He's older now. So I, I worry about that. Hamstrings. Yeah, I would like it. See, if you could bring in a guy like DK, who's I think his real name's Decalin Zacharias. Dude, you know you're a player with that kind of name, right? Zacharias, well, like, guys like Zeus. Yeah, you know, good <laughs> God. I mean, how do you how do you not draft him? They drafted JJ Arcega Whiteside. You look at this guy, and then you look at that guy. I don't, I, I'll never understand it. But get a guy 25, 26 that you could build for the future with. I, that's what I would like them to do. But I know they won't do it. I I know they won't. But I'm 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 telling them they should. Man, I just tell you, man, it's going to be interesting to see if they – because there's no doubt they're going to push all their chips in during the draft and see what they end up coming out with, and it's going to be interesting oh, to see. Hey, brother, definitely. I'll tell you what, man. We got to do this again. I can't tell you definitely. how I appreciate you oh, barking in here with us, man. I appreciate you having me, and, and I have to get you on my channel as well sometime, man. It would be That's, great. Hey, but... man, I do Seth Joyner. I'll do you too, man. All good. That's awesome. Seth Joyner, man, what a linebacker he was. No shit, man. That's that my so guy. Made. Was hey, watch this. That that Eagle defense. Okay. People always bark at the 85 Bears. You know why? Because the 85 Bears closed the deal and went through the finish line. Yep. But when you're talking that Eagle gang green defense, Andre Waters and the the secondary yep. Yep. doesn't get the love that because the front four was so dominant with Reggie and Jerome, Clyde Simmons. Clyde Bro. Simmons is even forgotten about nowadays. Like, Dude, people don't realize hey, how good he was. But watch this. I'm going to throw this at you here as we close okay. up this. Watch it. How much would you pay Reggie White today in the open market, knowing what Aaron Donald – and you know Aaron Donald's nowhere in Reggie White's league. What would you pay for that guy? Whatever he wants. <laughs> Dude, watch this. Whatever. He, he's a $25 million a year guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The guy average over sack eight game, right? What's it? Jerome's a $20 million guy. Jerome Clyde Brown. Simmons would be a 15 to $16 million, $18 million yeah. a year guy. Yeah. Seth Joyner would probably be a $20 million linebacker. Yep. I'll tell you another guy on that defense that doesn't get a lot of love. Byron Evans, the middle linebacker, number 56. I thought he was fantastic, too. Eric Allen, Seth Joyner. I mean, they what a, what a team. See, look at That's the greatest see, defense yeah. ever. Brennan, see what kind of look at that. You see that guy? You know what? That's what's wrong with you because people are you're just as dumb as the night is long. You better pause, Dan. Thank you very much. You know me, I'm Italian. I'm very emotional. <laughs> Favorite Italian food, Philly. Gnocchi. Ooh. Gabadils. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. 
okay, so Sugan's call them gabardelles. The little, the little, okay. yeah. Did you put them in the sauce with the meatballs and all that, right? Oh, yeah. You know. You like gabagool? You know. I live on it. I live on it. <laughs> okay, let me see. There's, my, my folks make pizza free. Okay, galamad, obviously. For white folks, that means calamari's fried. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a calamari. No, I'm not, I don't like that. You don't I was <laughs> no because I was forced to eat it when I was a kid on Christmas Eve the seven fishes. Oh my god, I eat, we and, do that every Christmas Eve too. And fish. and it scarred me. It scarred me for life. Oh my it god, did. man. My fan we'd have scoon oh my my favorite is scoongeal <laughs> lobsters too. I love scoongeal and lobsters. Oh, there you go. You're getting hey, me brother, hungry. I appreciate right. it. All right, man. I gotta go eat. I gotta go <laughs> eat. So thanks for having me on. I gotta go eat. There he is, All right, Philly, man. man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I got to take a brief time out here, man, to cool out here, man. That was really cool, man. I appreciate him coming aboard. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show, your boy Big Sills. How about uh Philly wearing that Kelly Green? 
Dude, they got to rock that back, man. If they're going to bring back the uh, creamsicles for the Buccaneers, they got to bring back the uh, Kelly Green for the Eagles, man. I'm sorry. I like the gear you guys got now, but, man, that Kelly Green. You guys agree? Kelly Green or no? That 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 gear is dope, man. Reggie and yeah, I love that fact that he has a red that he has a Jerome Brown jersey, man. Kelly Green is coming back, man. Cyclone, wasn't that cool looking, man? I miss them jerseys, man. Hey, dude, that helmet did rule, didn't it? That I'm thinking back, man, to Reggie White and Jerome Brown eagle uniforms, man, with them silver pants, right? Them things were dope, man. Oh, Jeffrey, you got a uh, Reggie uh, jersey, huh? Sills. We have black helmets for our black uniforms this year. That could be dope. I like the black jerseys. I do, too. I like the black jerseys, too, man. I like it when that thing rocks. Yeah, I, I like that black jersey, too, man. Bring it home for Jerome. Oh, man. Dude, I had so many people. You don't have any idea. I had so many people um, send me pictures of them with Jerome's tombstone and the Eagles with championship uh, championship uh, pictures. Eagles owner announces the team is bringing back the Kelly Green. How you doing? Boom. Like it. That is great, man. Dude, I liked Philly. He'll be on again. Maniac, thank you, man. Oh, Jerome, dude, the today stories that I told you about Jerome breaking up a clan rally. I won't tell you the one. <laughs> I won't tell you that one, man. You know, Jerome got me my first black girlfriend. Her name was Sunshine, too. I'll leave it there, right? I'm going to say no more. My aunt watches the show. Okay, I'm not, I can't, I can't do it. I got to be Sills and Sunshine. I can't do it, man. My aunt watches. <laughs> Sills, hey, hey, I got a girl for you. Dude, I don't, you know, I'm good. I don't need a, no, 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 I'll get a girl for you. She's from Brooksville. And he goes like this. Hey, man, all you'll be saying is Sunshine. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm sorry, Aunt Betty. Sunshine. That hurt Jerome. Please say it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna leave it there. How you done? <laughs> she was like, I got a girlfriend named Sunshine. <laughs> and when I go, please tell me that's her. He goes, Oh, it is. <laughs> Hello, Danny. So when are we going to Stanford, Connecticut? We ain't. <laughs> oh, my God. Then again, she'd fit right in with my... Then again, Sunshine would have fit right in with my Grandpa Rhoda. <laughs> I had to take a time out, get back on the rails again. Okay? We'll go forward here. Some of the stuff that Philly brought up here... Going into the draft, what do they do? Looks like it's going to be skilled guys, more so than defensive guys. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show Hour Two, your boy Big Sells. Please hit the like button. Question. Bobby Wagner wants one year, $11 million. Should the Philadelphia Eagles pursue Bobby Wagner? 174 tackles last year. I believe he's 31. Still has a lot left in the tank. Fred, what's up? How you doing? Okay. What do you guys make of it? One year, $11 million. I'm not sure that's that expensive. And get this, you know why he wants to do a one-year, $11 million deal? You just saw what happened with Von Miller. Von Miller goes to the Rams. Now he gets a six-year contract and more money than I thought he was going to get in the open market. Yes, yes, no. For one year, big pick, and I'd rather spend money on a wideout. Do it, Wagner's a beast. Done deal. Jason says, sign him right now. Absolutely, the juice. No way we signed White. White? The Kaiser White guy you're comparing to Bobby Wagner? Come on, bro. Bobby Wagner's a Hall of Famer. Bobby Wagner's got some juice in the tank. Bobby Wagner could change the Philadelphia Eagle defense overnight. 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 
Ty says, done deal. Maniac goes, I'd rather spend the money on a wideout. Who? DK? Would DK, I don't know, man. Would DK even entertain? Seattle would entertain it. He doesn't have a no trade clause, so they would entertain the Eagles for sure because the Eagles have a lot of draft capital. Wagner and an edge in the draft. Dude, I say you go after Bobby Wagner, you give him a one-year contract at $11 million. Bobby Wagner's worth $11 million. He's worth eleven. million. He, he, he's a guy that's going to bring credibility to your defense. When you have a guy like that, okay, in your huddle, he changes the dynamic. You have guys in that huddle who he's going to be able to help. Fits the scheme, too. One year, $11 million? I'm with you, Pickin. I think he's worth the million. By the way, here are the remaining free agents. I mentioned this to you a little bit yesterday. So you have Bobby Wagner, who's number two. He's the 19th ranked free agent. Here's the ranking. Stefan Gilmore, 15. So you put Bobby Wagner and Stefan Gilmore on your football team, on the other side of Darius Slay. You don't think your pass rush improves? You put Ty Matthew, Honey Badger, behind Bobby Wagner. Spend some of that money, guys. Then again, am I talking shit here, knowing full well they won't? Hell, even Melvin Ingram, who's in Kansas City right now, is a 33rd-ranked free agent. Why not Melvin Ingram? I watched Melvin Ingram play when he was with the Chargers when I covered him. I don't think Melvin Ingram's that bad a... And plus, he's not going to be an $11 million guy. There's not a big market for him right now. Maybe you get him on the cheap, because that's how he likes to work, it seems. Eagles are stingy, the juice. Owner just said, the last few years, he's taken a step back. He's taken a step back. For what? So how he could go in there and have his influence? Well, look at what's happened. You have indecision at the quarterback. You know what? Let's take a look at that, for instance. Since how he's become more, I don't know, centric on being the head chief in charge of the Eagles, they missed on Wentz. They missed on Wentz. And you can't cover it up by going, well, we were right on Hurts. <laughs> we're still looking for a franchise guy, guy. So you did really, you haven't hit on your quarterback. Howie hasn't hit on wide receivers and quarterbacks in his entire time as the head guy of personnel when it comes to the Eagles. I got to think Donovan McNabb was a Joe Banner and Andy Reid move. It wasn't his move. Right? Wagner and Metcalf. And I say it's been a decent offseason. What do you think, Sills? John, I agree. John, I agree. 
like Wagner for two or three years. He's going to want, watch this. Isn't that funny? He's going to want, well, let me, let me see how the Eagles are for one year. How he would probably be against that. Maniac says that Wentz was mental. Still on his watch, though, dog. That's still on his watch. I care what anybody says. Just like on A.J. Smith, the general manager of the uh, Chargers, Ryan Leaf's on his watch. When you have a stiff and he turns out to be a stiff, he's on your watch. We can't pay Wagner because we have to save our money to pay how after we draft him after four, after we trade up. Stacy, you got $30 million and you're going to have more because you restructured restructured Slay's deal and you restructured um, Fletcher's deal. So you're going to be floating over $30 million in cap space. You can pay for that. Jess says, I wish the Eagles were like the Rams. Jess... There, there's a Jess, there's a conflict that people are going through right now on figuring out whether or not that's the new NFL. Jess, you're onto something. You that could be the new NFL. Screw the picks. Screw the picks. Let's guys, let's get guys in here now. Hey, the Lakers won an NBA championship doing that. They got rid of all their draft commodities to get. AD into the building, and now they got sorry-ass basketball, but they won an NBA championship. That's how they're looking at it. Oh, I thought we had about 18. You got $33 million. The guy, Zach Pascal cost you nothing. John says 15 in a second round next year for Metcalf. $11 million for Wagner is an easy decision to me. John, you think too much like an NFL guy. Is there still dead money from the Wentz contract? Absolutely not. That's all been acquired by the Colts now. The Colts have the dead contract money, and they're paying, get this, they're paying dead contract money in Indianapolis so that he could play in Washington. That's... That's a Howie move. It's a money move. That's what keeps Howie his job. That's what keeps Howie that gig, man. Xander says, and we have another $36 million in dead cap without Wentz this year. Are we sure Roseman is a cap wizard? Can you imagine if that dead money wasn't on that con- on that? on that team's neck and, 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 and get this, you're under the cap. Poor deals. Oh, wow. That's why he's cheap. He's not going to spend any money. He Xander just, it's Xander who figured it out. Xander figured out the final chess piece. This is why that offense has less than $5 million invested in it. He's 25 under the cap, 36 in dead money. Until that dead money goes away, he's not spending free agent money. He's not going to 
spend more money in free agency, he's going to keep that money and invest it in the draft. I didn't know the 36 dead money was still on there. It's got to be the Jeffries deal. And it's got to be some other contracts that are on there that he just absolutely pissed the bat on. Because we went over some of those moves that he made in free agency over the last couple of years. They've been dreadful. His poor decision-making in free agency has cost his team $36 million even after they get the Wentz contract off the dead book money. He still has that much money left in dead cap money. You know the Atlanta Falcons, a $38 million of Matt Ryan's contract. That's dead money on their con- on their books. The Eagles still have $36 million on their books. Okay? 36 on their books. And they don't have they haven't had Alshon Jeffries in two years, and they haven't had Carson Wentz for two years on that roster. That is piss ass free agency at its finest. I got it now. He and Jalen is the perfect bridge cheap quarterback. Guys, they're not looking to win a Super Bowl this year. Don't let them talk shit to you during the owner meetings right now. Whatever that owner is saying and whatever that head coach and whatever that GM is saying, it's not true. They're not trying to win a Super Bowl. They're trying to clear the dead cap money. Then they're going to go into free agency. Now I know they were never really going to go get Deshaun. There's too much dead money on the books. They're not going to do that. Yeah, they're going to wait for that number to go down. Or off the books. There it is. There's too much wasted cash. Too much wasted cash on the Eagle books. Paul says, Zach Ertz and Flacco have dead money on the Eagles 22 cap. Exactly, Sills. Howie is building the bank back up. Exactly, 215. Nice job, Xander. Nice job. Nice job. It's totally it. They have no intention of winning a Super Bowl this year or next. None. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna go through the motions and play and win, play hard. Watch this. The Eagles are gonna play hard. They're gonna have a great year for what they have. But at the end of the day, you're gonna look up teams nine and eight, eight and nine. They're gonna be okay with that because it's a smokescreen season. That's right, mind. They're in a rebuild financially. And what better way to fool the fans than to have draft parties and go into the draft and spend um, all their capital that they do have, the $25 million they have, they're going to spend it all in the draft. Got it. That's why the Tyree Kills and the DK Metcalfs and the A.J. Browns, they are never going to do that. There is absolutely no way they have any intention of adding anybody to the Philadelphia Eagle roster, that's Bobby Wagner. Hey, dude, wait, wait a minute here. Okay. Bobby Wagner. Conversation's over. Forget it. Forget what I said. Forget what I said. Forget it. Just strike it from YouTube if you can, because it, it doesn't make any sense. 
Hey, by the way, Davey Boy says 10 and 7. Dave. Yeah, okay. Sorry, ass NFC. Sure. Are the Eagles one of the top seven teams in the NFL in a sad ass NFC? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Davey, congratulations. You're 10 and 7. Super Bowl contender, not even close. And if you were in the AFC, you'd win five games. But hey, NFC, yeah. <laughs> How he looks at this like, oh my God, get this. We could probably have a really good year. Okay. Who knows what could happen? Maybe 17 revisits Philadelphia again. And Haley's comic comes back around again. Got it. This guy is sneaky good. Holy cow, is this guy a bullshit artist? Woo! No intention of winning a Super Bowl in the next two years. Zero chance. It's money. It's money. And by the way, 10 and 7, 7 and 10. Okay. Okay. Devontae Parker, no way. Maybe 28 years old, 47, 27 in 93 games. Or wait, 47, 27, 64 starts out of 93 games. That's why he tried to get Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was not going to be expensive because you know why? Calvin Ridley sat out last year for whatever. The Falcons wanted him off their hands because they knew they had to have known that the NFL was investigating him. And they were probably, watch this, the Atlanta Falcons were probably praying that that deal went down before the NFL came in and suspended him. And the, the Falcons probably would have got a pretty good draft choice for Calvin Ridley because they were trying to get rid of the guy anyway. They were trying to do it before the whole thing came in about him gambling. Look at Howie, man, going out for bargain basement deals. Not going out for front-line guys. Kaiser White, Zach Paschal, these are all, when you look at them, they're in the 80s and 90s when it comes to the free agents that were available and how they're ranking them. I'm really, You know what, guys? I hope I'm not being too repetitive for you guys because I know many of you know this. Okay, I, I, I'm hoping I'm not doing that. Because maybe I'm, maybe I'm just talking. Because this is how I rationalize things sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm like, okay, so where is he going? And what you're trying to do is you're trying to profile a general manager's behavior on how he deals with stuff. So the one thing I'm learning now about Howie Roseman, the GM of the Eagles, always follow the money. The money will lead you to Howie's path on where he wants to go the money with the dead cap that is still on the eagle money on the books is leading him away from free agency and cheap deals or frugal deals whatever you want to call it you're a fan of howie they're probably frugal if you're not a fan you're probably calling him cheap i think he's both i think he's frugal and cheap and i think you can be both because there's some smartness to it and how he's doing it. He knows he's got a cap number of dead money. 
So he's got to negotiate and maneuver around all the mistakes that he made. This is all about Howie Roseman, not about winning. This is no longer about winning ball games. Howie's playing his own game inside the game in the offseason. Well, I screwed up really royally on some of these draft choices. We have $36 million in dead money. I've got to show the owner that I've got money under the cap. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make these good, solid, free agent moves. The Kaiser White kid's good. He's not bad. He's just not elite. He's not Bobby Wagner elite. Jermaine, thank you, brother. Okay? That's why he's making these solid moves. He's a Watch this. Is Howie improving the roster? Yeah. Renegotiated. And, and look what he did, too. He renegotiated Fletcher Cox's contract down. So he got, get this, he's got more collateral in the bank. Well, I got $4 million off the roster. Okay? I got $4 million of Fletcher's, $4.2 million bucks of Fletcher's money back. Even with the $35 million in dead cap space. You see what I'm saying? You're building yourself up equity of money and, uh, and, and, and like a treasure chest of money because he starts with $35 million of black money, dead money. Okay, of his 208, 35 is off the books. So how he's looking at it really, in essence, of about $170 million that he's working with. He's working with $170 million is how he sees it, not 208. So inside that parameter is why he's going cheap and how he's building your team for 2022. There is not a player on your roster right now making over $1.5 million a year that goes into the 2022 season. Big Chris, owner's got shallow pockets. Fred's like, Sills, you're officially all caught up on the Eagles now. $30 million available, $36 million dead. No. Yeah. You would have $66 million of under the cap money right now. $66 million you should have. Not 30. 66. Shit, dude, you could sign a brand new offense with 66 million. You would have clearly have been into the Sean Watson sweepstakes. Xander's here. That means there are teams spending 50 to 70 million more in salaries alone than the Eagles do. But tell us again how amazing Howie is on the cap. No, this is an epiphany for me. This is an epiphany here. Yeah, I had I didn't know the number was that high. 
You got Wentz off your book. So what you have, you got Wentz off your books and you're still in the whole 35 million. DB says, so Kaiser White was ranked the 20th best linebacker out of how many? How many linebackers were in free agency? I know Dante Hightower's still out there. Dante Hightower, I know he's still out there. Wow. R. Anthony, hey, Sills, you said I should be thrown off a boat because I said we weren't getting Watson. Oh, hey, R. Anthony, I, I, I was thinking too much common sense. But this guy here starts with his cash book. He starts with his checkbook. No, no, no. You're I, now. I know. Should throw me overboard. Should throw me overboard. Jesse says, "I feel like the seventeen Eagles were a once in a lifetime." Jess, man, I hate to do that, man, and I don't. I don't mean this. And by the way. That football, I, I hope you guys understand because I saw some of you guys saying, hey, um, Philly kill Sills because he says it was a one-year wonder. I'm just saying that the team was not built for a long window for it to be open that you would have a chance to win multiple Super Bowls. And it was basically a two-year window and it closed immediately. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. They had a one-year window. That thing unraveled immediately after the second half of that 28-3 lead they had on the Patriots in the Super Bowl. After that, okay, that Falcons franchise has unraveled. Every year it's unraveled. Keep a keeping that not everybody could do what New England does. If you have a franchise quarterback, you can hide so many deficiencies on your team. If you have Jalen Hurts on your team, you can't. Jalen cannot win a football game by himself. It's impossible. He doesn't have enough help. He's got some guys. By the way, you know what else is really cool? Dead offensive line. Thank God the Eagles have that. Highest paid guys in that offensive huddle are in the O-line. Not saying that's a bad thing. But no playmakers making over $5 million a year? How are you expecting to have explosive? You, you, you know what the Eagles miss? Explosive plays. There's no explosive players on that team. There's just no explosive players. And some go, what about Devontae? The quarterback can't find him. They can't find him. How did Nick actually get up on stage and say, we're doing everything to help Hurts? John, when did he say that? Please say he didn't say that today at the owners' meetings. We're doing everything for Jalen Hurts. That's a bull-faced lie. Dude, he better not have said that today. EM Cecilio, name me an all-star wide receiver without a Pro Bowl quarterback. You can't. 
Oh, wait. Yeah, I can. Donovan McNabb. Yeah. The 01 team. Not the team that went to the Super Bowl. The first year they went to the NFC Championship, they had nobody on that team. Who, Chad Lewis? I actually think he's better than Dallas Goddard. Damn. Dude, DeAndre Hopkins, okay, had Deshaun Watson. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, but Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray are two pretty good quarterbacks. Megatron had the reigning Super Bowl quarterback. Justin Jefferson, hey, you can say whatever you want about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins throws for 4,500 yards every year. Puts up gigantic offensive numbers. Has robbed the bank in Washington, D.C. for what, three, four years? Signed an $87 million contract in Minneapolis. I don't know. That guy's made a couple hundred million dollars being a quarterback in the NFL and put up probably over I Hey, somebody do me a favor. Tell me how many yards Kirk Cousins has put up in his career. He's got to be over 50,000 yards. Got to be over 50,000. Hey, hey, by the way, Davey Boy, I agree. Stafford won Pro Bowl. They talk about him now like he's better than Aaron Rodgers. I never thought that. Hey, it's a good point. DeAndre was getting what? T, uh, what was that? TJ Yates, who was his quarterback, right? Brock Osweiler and shit like that. Andre Johnson, too, man. He was wasted down there in Houston. Oh, Fred, they both robbed the bank. Absolutely. Kirk Cousins made $238 million in his career, Sills. This guy's made almost, you know, this guy's made a quarter of a billion dollars. What, you don't think Kirk Cousins is um, approaching 50 grand? And passing yards, he's got to be. He came out the same year RG3 did. He's got to be. Dude, a guy made $238 million. I guarantee you. Cousins is 59 and 59. I'm talking about passing yards. How many passing yards does he have? Cousins right now is thrown for 32,593. That's further away than I thought. And that guy's made $253 million, $230 some odd million. Let's see, four year. What's this? Another 4,500 this year? That'll put him at 37. Oh, he'll end his career. He'll end his career with over 50,000 passing yards. He will. He'll, he'll end up with over 32K. Thank you. Thank you, nuts. Hey, let me take a timeout, guys. Please hit the like button. Man, I'll tell you, I did, all the shit that I've done and all the homework I've done is for not. I'll tell you why. Okay? Because now I know. Now I know how the Eagles operate. Hit the like button. We'll hit more on it. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show, your boy Big Till. What do you think is a proper suspension for Deshaun Watson? What would be a proper suspension for the new Browns quarterback? What do you think? What do you think should be a proper suspension? A year? Eight games, six games. Davey Boy, whole season, eight games. I'm with you, Jeremiah, for what? Why, sh- why should he be suspended for being innocent? What, what, where in the world? I'm with you, wait. I'm not suspending that guy for nothing, man. He's innocent. Poor taste. Eight games? Ben got six. He didn't do anything wrong. Six games. <laughs> Davey boy, that's funny. Should be suspended for choosing the Browns. All right. Well, there's that's a different score. That's a different story. Matthew, stop bringing up sunshine. Okay, man, sunshine, 
about 5'10". Damn. Where was I? Wait. Oh, yeah. Eight games. Two games. So the NFL is probably going to suspend a guy. You know why? Because all the wormy people out there go, you just let him off the hook? No. The court said he was innocent. Never good enough. So because we live in a society where the courtroom is now social media, and it's not an actual courtroom anymore, you're convicted in the court of public opinion weighs more than being convicted in a court of law. It doesn't matter if you have the law on your side. People will get this, watch this, and, and, and wait a minute. You know what they're going to say? The, the, here, there's going to be part of our society. And by the way, I, you know this. If they suspend him for eight games, they're going to say it's because he's black. If they suspend him for no games, it's going to be, it's going to be white people enraged. Instead of just doing the right thing, he's innocent. White play race, race goes into every conversation today. It's obnoxious. There's no race in this. He was exonerated in a court of law, but the court of law, funny how it doesn't collide with the NFL sometimes. Calvin Ridley will spend more time being suspended for gambling on the game than Deshaun Watson will for sitting out a charge that he was actually innocent in, but in a way, he had a whole year suspension last year. The NFL just goes by the winds of social media. Hey, you think this will make us look good in the public eye? Knowing full well behind the scenes, they don't believe in any of that shit. Okay? They don't believe any of that. Whatever hurts the brand, whatever hurts the economics of the NFL, that's where they land. Okay? Nut says, did he get paid last year? Oh, yes. And he was active for every game. <laughs> Chris, and he got an $85 million bonus from the Browns. They upped his pay $85 million. Imagine that. You're accused of rape, and you get an $85 million boost in salary. Guaranteed. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the Browns think of that lawsuit. Or suits. Do you know what the NFL thinks of 22 sexual? I'm not going to laugh. Do you know what the NFL thinks of 22 sexual assault cases that were charged against them or alleged against them? They gave him a raise. They gave him a raise. Wait, he was he was accused of. Yeah, I know, but he got a raise. He didn't play last year. I know he got a raise. Oh, better yet. And it's guaranteed. And it's guaranteed. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Guys, please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Jesus Christ. Guys, I've really had an epiphany today with you guys. Thank you so much. You guys have been kind of trying to aim here. And and, and I got to give it to Xander because Xander was the one that put me in this lane here. 
today. Yeah, he's done a great job with the cap. That's all you heard Silio say for the last six months. Sills, he's got $35 million in dead cap money against the 208 this year. What? Yeah. Because, you know, it didn't make sense because you know why? I'm trying to figure out why he's not a player in free agency, and he's kind of a player in free agency. Then we started going over some of those absolutely horrific free agent signings and the fact that very few, if any of them, lived out the history of the contracts. Do you know how many people didn't make it to the end? I don't even think Alshon Jeffries, did he make it to the end of his contract? Didn't they whack him with a year left? I thought they whacked him with a year left and they had money on um, still on the books and they deferred some of it out. No, no, Fred, Fred, they don't have Carson Wentz dead cap money on there. That's now in Indianapolis's responsibility. They ate it last year. Holy cow, the amount of money that the, the Eagles must have had nearly $50 million in dead cap money last year. No wonder they're not spending money in free agency. They're just getting out from all this money. They had 38 alone, <clears throat> okay, and Wentz money. Wasn't it like a record? NFL, wasn't it like a record for the amount of cap space? So think of this. They had $35 million in dead cap money with Wentz. They had $65 million in dead cap money last year? Wow. And they were still under the cap. That means you're not spending money. Man. (laughs) This is becoming easier now to figure out. How he's going to spend money in free agency when the Eagles don't have a lot of dead cap money. So next year, he'll spend money. Next year will be the year. Watch. Watch it, watch it become a pattern. Shitty deal. Dead cap. No free agency movement. That's what's happened the last two years. <clears throat> they made too many poor decisions in free agency. It's bit them. And hurt him. Sills in Philly, great stuff. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Zayner says, or will, or he will restructure another four deals, kick can down the road, and have more dead cap. Yeah, but when you do that, you never get out from under, you never get out from bad deals and you're never able do you know the eagles should have the same cap space that the jaguars have i think the jags are like 60 million under the cap i guarantee shade Khan spends that money doug goes out you see what doug said too where he's going in the draft doug goes i'm getting an old lineman doug's gonna draft that alabama kid you watch number one overall to protect trevor lawrence i would Okay, I got Trevor Lawrence. I'm protecting Trevor Lawrence, man. I need to get that guy as much protection as possible. I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. I guarantee you that Doug Peterson sees it too. Doug Peterson's in the perfect situation for him. He's coming off the heels of being in an organization where you had a loser head coach, Urban Liar, 
And now Doug's going to look like Vince Lombardi in there. Doug Peterson's going to look like Vince Lombardi in Jacksonville. He's going to bring discipline. He's going to bring discipline to their draft, too. The one thing he probably learned in Philly, O-line, baby, build it up. Build the O-line up, build the D-line up. It's how we won a Super Bowl. You could put components and parts around your O-line and D-line if you have both of those intact. I will say this until I'm blue in the face. The Philadelphia Eagles in 2017 had the greatest combination of O-line and D-line units I have ever seen in my lifetime, maybe since the Steeler teams with Webster and Mean Joe Green. Those two are probably the best of all time, the Steeler lines. The Steel Curtain and that offensive line with Mike Webster in there. I would say that those two units probably are very compatible. The Steel Curtain and the Webster O-line from those teams that won four titles in six years and that Eagle O-line and that Eagle D-line because of the depth that they had are are, are the two best units combination-wise I've ever seen. Okay? Tate says, I'll take Hurts over Lawrence. Never in a billion years. If you put Trevor Lawrence in this draft coming up, Trevor Lawrence would go number one again. Even with the rookie year he had, he'd still go number one. And it wouldn't be close. (laughs) Just saying, man. Hurts over Lawrence. Never happened. Matt Hatter, 85 Bears D-line, 90 Eagles D. Man, the Eagles never closed the deal with that great. Then they lead the, in 90. Wasn't that the year that they led total offense, scoring defense, rush defense, pass defense? I think they won the triple crown, the gang green unit in 90. I think they won the triple crown that year where they led everything. And if was that the Fog Bowl year where they got knocked out of the um, – Playoffs in Chicago. I think they got knocked out of the playoffs in Chicago. That 90 team. Was that the 90 team they got knocked out of the Fog Bowl? Because I, I think that team, that unit won the Triple Crown, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Then they go up to Chicago in the fog and they end up getting upset up there. Drum said he couldn't see shit too, man. He said he'd never seen anything like it. Trevor Lawrence is a is a talent. Doug Peterson is going to bring the best out of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the best talented player I've seen at the quarterback position, talent-wise, since Andrew Luck. Probably since Luck. When, when Luck came out of Stanford. Big kid. I think he lo- I think he lost one game. As a starter at Clemson. Okay. I think he won one. I think he lost one game. National champion semifinal. I, I, I think he's I think he's got all the makings of being a superstar. 
I really do. Just had shitty coaching. Urban Meyer's a train wreck. Hey, did you see what he said about Aaron Donald when they were talking about um, defensive players in the in, in the game? It's reported that he went, boy, that 99 looks good. Who is he? <laughs> the scouts in the building were like, you don't know where Aaron Donald is. Okay. How'd you get the job, guy? Oh, that's right, because you're Urban Liar. He was such a phony. I knew it from day one. I said, I, I predicted Urban Liar will not last the year. I said it. I said I'll be I won't be shocked if he's fired after one. I didn't think he wouldn't make it. I thought he'd be fired after the year. But I said he'll end in a train wreck. Who would have thought that Nick Sirianni would have had a better first year than Urban Liar? And they gave Urban Liar 10 million bucks a year to do it. Shut up, maniac. I don't know what's for dinner yet. My refrigerator's broken. I don't know yet. (laughs) What's for dinner? Ribs. I don't know. Man, I don't know, man. I, 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 the draft. <laughs> Watch this. So he's gonna he, he's gonna trade out, save money too. He's not gonna have to pay a first round. This this is classic. Thirty five in dead cap money. Everyone's predicting he's gonna trade one of those picks out for next year, save himself another rookie contract that he'd have to give guaranteed money to because you know the rookie first-round contracts are all guaranteed with the new collective bargaining agreement. They're all guaranteed. Rookie contracts are guaranteed because we don't have those gigantic signing bonuses any longer. So he's going to save money by trading the pick out, getting the pick next year when he's got less money. on. Boy, I'll tell you, all you got to do is follow the money. It's getting simpler now. It's definitely getting simpler to figure out the Eagles' offseason game plan. Because we still have $35 million of dead cap money, we're going to make solid picks in free agency. A couple million here, a couple million here. Kaiser White, Zach Paschal, not going to break the bank in any way whatsoever. Get a guy making a million dollars, plug him into the offense. And if that doesn't work, I'll go into the draft. I'll get a wide receiver in the draft, trade out so I don't – you know, pay them, get an edge rusher on a rookie contract. I got two guys on rookie contracts. Okay. I got two guys on rookie contracts. I'm going to, by the way, he's bettering the team too. In the same process, he's not, not doing well, unless he misses on these picks. See, that's the key here. He misses on these picks. Then people start to look at it going, Hey, man, you missed on Rager. You missed on all these other guys. I mean, shit, man, where are we going here? That's why when he does this, and he does it this way, you have to wait two, three years. And you know what happens? When a guy eventually sucks, you know what he's going to do with Jalen Rager? He's going to draft another guy in the first round to cover his mistake, and that's why he brought back Barnett, because that was his mistake on a cheaper deal. And he goes to his owner going, hey, look, I got him under market value again. I know he hasn't panned out. Four sacks in 25 games. 
here it is here. He's a good, solid player. It's not that he's not. And he's convincing the owner he's still a solid player when he shouldn't even be on the roster. It's becoming easy to see now. They're not winning here. Could they win the NFC East? Yeah, if Dallas shits the bed, which they can. And by the way, Dallas is helping Philadelphia's cause. How he can go about his business doing what he's doing and win the East. Washington's got to pray once. If and and but, you know those words I hate. You're hoping Wentz, who's bombed in his last two teams, somehow finds the fountain of decent in D.C. The Cowboys lose Amari Cooper and they lose Randy Gregory. Those teams are coming back even further to the Eagles. The Eagles are now more competitive than they were a year ago, having done nothing in free agency. So Howie sits back and goes, they're coming to us, guys. Why should I spend money? For what? Quarterback, I'm not sure yet. Let's go with what we have. The division's coming back to me. The conference is coming back to me. Why do I have to spend money? You have to spend money in the AFC. The Colts had to do that move. What are you going to bring, Baker Mayfield in there? Baker Mayfield has already proven he can't beat AFC teams. That's why the Browns went and got Deshaun. Why do you think nobody's gone after Baker Mayfield? Because they know that guy can't win. He's got $18 million wrapped around his name. You're going to go with a guy who you've seen 60, 60 football games, and you've watched him play 60 football games, and you know who he is. He's not an $18 million a year guy. Jalen Hurts is worth more. Jalen Hurts is worth more. I wouldn't bring in Baker Mayfield to the Eagles. You know why? Why would I upset what I have already that's already on the train to be decent? Eagles are decent. They're not great. It's not a great football team. Okay? That's not a great football team. Then you can have a good roster and an elite quarterback. Patriots did it for 20 years. 20 years. Amendola, Edelman. Don't get, get this. Amendola and Edelman anywhere else in the NFL are Jalen Ragers. Look at what Amendola did when he went to Detroit. He sucked. Look at what Welker, Welker was smart. You know what Welker did? He went to Denver with Manning. <laughs> went to Denver, goes, eh, you know, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to go somewhere. To, I'm going to go. This, Wes Welker's last two quarterbacks were Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. That's <laughs> pretty smart. He didn't take market money. He took the dudes that could get him the rock so people could look at him and go, wow, this guy's really maybe a Hall of Fame wideout. I think the Browns are going to cut Baker Mayfield. I do. I think they're going to cut that dude. There's not a guy in their right mind that would sign that guy for $18 million. Not a guy on the planet. They're going to cut him. Watch him land in Pittsburgh. Typical Steeler move. 
He's good enough to be in Pittsburgh and win. He is. With the proper, uh, you know, with the proper training wheels, he can win. Baker Mayfield needs training wheels if he's going to win the National Football League. So, hey, fun time. Fun time today. Philly was spectacular. We really appreciate him coming aboard. We'll probably do that again. By the way, maybe doing some other stuff with you guys here that come aboard with us too, man, because I thought that that was a pretty good segment. So Xander and I will start kicking some things around a little bit. Really appreciate it. I'm going to try to get D Gun on tomorrow. Bruce Aarons is also going to join us later in the week. They're at the NFL owner meetings down in Palm Beach. So um, hold tight with that. Bruce promised me he'll end up coming on sometime this week. So we'll do that. Back with Barrett tomorrow at the middle. We'll catch you tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern time. Appreciate you guys very much, man. Please hit the like button. See you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.